go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never said Wednesday night, Dog Nation. I'm Jeff Sintel. That means we're going before the hedges on Dog Nation. Uh, hello, YouTube. Hello, Facebook. Hope everybody's having themselves a great Wednesday night. Uh, it's funny, we all got to be between the hedges at G-Day on, on Saturday. There's a lot to talk about from that right now. And I guess what we kind of felt um, we wanted to get into this week was kind of more rankings, man. The rankings keep going up and down as we teased in our headline. There is a new uh, highest ranking commitment in the 2022 Georgia recruiting cycle. We'll get to that. We'll uh, share right off the jump here that Georgia still holds a lead right now on the 24-7 sports team composite rankings for the number one class in uh, uh, the 2022 cycle. And if that sits well with you guys right now, how about a how about a like? How about a share? How about a uh, heck yeah? How about a go dogs? Whatever you whatever you feel most comfortable doing inside that chat right now. Uh, we also noticed in the rankings, and we'll kind of dive into it deep in a second, but um, we're going to do something a little bit different with this opening block of our show. I'm going to discuss the rankings. That'll probably be about like six or eight minutes, and then we're going to jump right into some early questions. So if you got a question for uh, tonight on Before the Hedge is something you want to know about, feel free to drop it right down right there, and we'll do our best to address as many as our can. As we can, I'll put a five-minute timer or so on my on my phone, so we'll be able to jump through a bunch of those right now. But um, as always, we got to say uh, we got to say this week's before the hedges is brought to you by Kroger, that longtime partner of Dog Nation, and especially before the hedges. Back in the days where we had the squeaky screen doors, and uh, we, where we still kind of always have the barking dog peaches. It's our job to try to bring you uh, the best and most accurate snapshot we can of all things Georgia football recruiting on a weekly basis. We try to box it up in a condensed show with some formatting. Uh, one, one of the things we're going to try to do a little bit differently, maybe going forward, is get a little bit more of those questions uh, you guys might have in the opening segments of our show before we kind of hit you with program block and content block and content block after that. Uh, if that sounds amenable, if that sounds enjoyable to you, uh, let me know because I, I consider that comment feed right there uh, to be the uh, biggest Sanford Stadium size uh, suggestion box in the world for how we can make this program, which is probably, I think, going on almost six years in the tooth right now, uh, the best that we possibly can make it. Um, this show, like we said, is brought to you by Kroger. And it's on YouTube. It's on uh, Facebook right now. If you're joining us from one, from one of those two platforms, we thank you. Um, some weeks it's on Twitter as well. I don't think we're fancy enough and before the hedges to get a Twitch stream or anything else like that, like Brandon Adams does with the aircraft cut carrier main show. That's Dog Nation Daily. Uh, but we try to do the best here on Dog Nation after dark. Where everybody's kind of winding down. Uh, everybody's kind of settling into their day. Uh, I've got a couple questions for you guys as well. You know, what really impressed you guys at G-Day? Uh, who was the freshman that you want to just kind of just kind of just want to give me a little bit of good old fashioned ribbon about and saying, hey, Jeff, I don't know if you told me enough about that guy right there. I need to know more, a little bit more about that guy right there so I can sound like the smartest guy at my tailgate. Um, but as we jump into this rankings business, uh, the first thing, you know, we put together a bunch of slides. We got to thank Michael for uh, being uh, being Dr. Slide for us right now. We call them the graphics we put up during our show. And what I noticed when I when I took a look at the rankings this week is, uh, you know, I, I kind of looked at seven things that stands out to me, which I think Dog Nation needs to know about in terms of the latest 24-7 sports composite rankings. So, We've seen rivals update their rankings and ESPN updated their rankings earlier this month. And uh, now you see 24 seven update their rankings, which means that everything in the 24 seven sports composite kind of gets stirred around again, kind of like a pottery wheel or whatever you want to call it. And uh, we have new rankings. We have guys moving up most in all every one of these cases, the Georgia prospects moved up. 
Uh, and I think our headline headline thing to share is that, um, first of all, Georgia still has a slight edge over Ohio State um, for the nation's top spot. I think the rankings are about maybe three points. Um, really, Georgia holds that edge right now because Georgia has one more commitment uh, than the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes actually have four five-star commitments and seven four-star commitments, whereas Georgia has three five-star commitments. They have seven four-star commitments as well. And then they also have two three-star commitments. Um, I guess probably the biggest thing to let you guys know about is that um, the big bear, Bear Alexander, he's now the highest rated commitment in the Georgia class. And he is a new five-star on the 24-7 sports composite ratings. That makes him number 26 overall. I think, uh, I think Big Bear, uh, is what we call him around these parts, is number 26. I think Dayon Bowie uh, is number 28. And then Malachi Starks is number 31. Uh, so Georgia now has back up to three prospects with a five-star ranking in Alexander, Dayon Bowie, and Malachi Starks. I think that's what we've been talking to you guys about maybe since November when we started talking about talking to Bear Alexander and then in late, late December, when we started writing a lot about Big Bear and talking about him a lot on this program, we kind of said that he most like, much like Mikael Williams was a five-star walking. Uh, the world just didn't know it yet. And uh, as you see, Big Bear Alexander now has his five stars. He's now the highest ranking commitment on the Georgia's 22 class. Um, one other thing I what, on the, one other thing that I think just jumps to my mind, and it's probably like, Jeff, we're talking about punters here. We're really talking about punters. But um, my favorite mate uh, from across the pond uh, down under, that's Brett Thorson. So we would call him Thor. Some call, call him the leg of thunder from down under. He finally got his ranking. He's rated as a three-star. Uh, he picked up his three-star ranking, and he's now been awarded or rated as the nation's number one punter for the 2022 cycle. Now, that sounds about right. Uh, considering that um, Georgia offered him a scholarship. Uh, he's committed to a program of the stature and size and scope as Georgia. And that has kind of granted him the nation's number one punter for the 2022 cycle. I got some film of Thorson working out uh, somewhere in my phone. I'll have to get it to you guys uh, where you guys can see it. Maybe we'll put it on next week's show, but here's the juice. And you know, you know, folks might think, Jeff, what are you doing? You're burying the lead, but I wanted to give some, some really maybe not low hanging fruit, but something to maybe whet the appetite here in the middle of our course. Um, I look at the listing of the 24 seven sports composite five stars right now, and it's a doozy, but you sit there and you go, okay, bears Georgia's highest commitment at 26. Um, but I also see on that list, eight other prospects with a five-star rating that Georgia could sign in the 2022 class. And, Let's just go down the list. That's Walter Nolan, number two overall. Shamar Stewart, number uh, number five overall. Travis Shaw, I think he's around number 13. Keon Sab, number 17. Jeremiah Alexander, number 19. Uh, Mikel Williams keeps climbing. He's now at number 21 or 22, I believe. Kamari Wilson is on there. And then Evan Stewart is on there as well. Um, that's a lot of names. And you guys are starting to thinking, okay, forget that guy. You know, for example, let me just kind of flesh out the thought bubble right here. I don't think there's a way where Georgia adds Nolan, Shaw, and Williams. Of course, that would be extremely greedy, and that might be the, the greatest defensive tackle haul in uh, modern history if Georgia could add those guys to uh, um, Tyree West and Big Bear Alexander already. Um, but, you know, you kind of think that, you know, not all three of those are guys are going to come, but maybe – Maybe two of those three guys could come at the most and join the Georgia class. You look at Shamar Stewart and Jeremiah Alexander, uh, a thinking man right there, a smart fella, a smart, uh, a smart lady on that's been watching a lot of before the hedges over the last month, knows that it's going to be pretty hard for Georgia to sweep both of those guys, perhaps one of two, perhaps 0 for two. But then you go Kamari Wilson, Keon Sab, those guys both basically are safeties for IMG Academy. And then the wide receiver, Evan Stewart. Um, so though it stands within reason, at least the way I look at it, as we're kind of flowing through all these side slides right here, for me, it stands within reason that Georgia can sign at least four of those names, uh, three to four of those names in the, in this 2022 class. And that would bring the five-star hall to seven prospects for this cycle. 
Uh, last little postscript on this is uh, four-star. Um, I see that four-star running back Branson Robinson just keeps moving up. He's now number 57 overall on the composite scale. It means it's basically, I think, he was a three-star in December and right around number 400 or so overall. Uh, we knew that was going to change. And he zoomed up about 300 spots or so in the last three or four months. Um, just looking at those prospect ratings right there, uh, you're going you're gonna to see a huge recruiting weekend on the first week of January, to say the least. First weekend in June, excuse me, pardon my slip there. First weekend in June, to say the least. I'm already thinking about January of 2022 a little bit in my brain right now. But uh, to say the least, you're going to have um, uh, a guy like Branson Robinson, along with all those mega offensive targets uh, as well. We reported last week, I don't know if many people saw it, we put it in our G-Day list that uh, Christian Miller, also the very talented All-American defensive tackle, will be joining all those offensive guys as well. I wouldn't be shocked to see Kamari Wilson come that that during that first week as well, and maybe even that might be an unofficial, and perhaps he would come back for a uh, official visit later in the month with all of his ING buddies. So uh, that's what we got going on right now. I wanted to give you a good look at what everything is going on right there with the recent rankings updates. Let me take a quick tour. Like I said, YouTube, I asked, you know, we said we were going to have some questions for you. Uh, I wanted to see what kind of questions you guys would answer. I've got eight. Let me set my timer on my phone. Um, So let's see what kind of questions we got. Hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody. How many people got to see G Day? By the way, were you? Did you stay for the whole game? What was your favorite part? If you had to give a game ball out to somebody, I just uh, finished writing the freshman report, and gosh, folks, that was the toughest freshman report I've ever had to put together, just because of how convoluted and how different it is to what classifies a freshman anymore on this Georgia football program. Uh, there's a lot of variance for everything like that, but. For me, I thought the very best, uh, the most impactful player for me, the one that I thought um, really looked um, the biggest different maker, difference maker, the biggest impact guy for me, I thought that was Adonai Mitchell. Uh, Jeremy Connor has a, uh, has, a, has a very clear and well-stated opinion that he can't believe Gunnar Stockton lost his fifth star. Gunnar Stockton's still the number two quarterback in the country, the number two dual threat quarterback in the country. Seems like I probably need to uh, make write something new about Gunner uh, just to make sure you guys remember what he brings to the table and all he's about. Um, <clears throat> John Adams notes that this recruiting class is going to be off the chain in June. I mean, <clears throat> John, I'm with you, man. I think I was on Brandon Adams' show this morning on Dog Nation Daily. Hope you guys got to hear it. Uh, man, there could be – I think I'm trying to track all of them in my head right now. I think there could be like 35 official visits for Georgia in the month of uh, in the month of June. Uh, Chase White, how are you, sir? Keith Simmons, how are you? Toyan Glover, Toyan Glover, um, Jeremy Connor, uh, you can call me you can call me Wom as long as you log in and ask good questions, man. Uh, John Abs is going to watch Gunner play on Fridays. Uh, Malcolm Carter has an opinion that, that Georgia needs to find a way to get Darnell Washington more involved. He needs to have anywhere from between 50 to 60. Uh, yards per game. John Adams, Brett Thorson just did get rated as the nation's number one punter. He is a three-star um, now on 24-7 sports composite. Uh, Nick says that uh, he expects Kamari Wilson to drop some news soon. Uh, John Adams, Bear did not make the trip to uh, Athens this weekend. Uh, Keith Simmons, uh, good question, Keith. I like this one, man. I like it. Uh, if UGA could only get one offensive and defensive commitment this year, who would it be? Well, let me say this. I'm going to say you can only add one offensive and defensive commitment. Um, I'm going to alter your question just a little bit because commitments are going to be uh, off, the, off the board here. So, like, I'm going to use it as one additional commitment in each class. Um, hmm. That's a good one. I'm going to go with 
Walter Nolan, uh, who I think is probably the most plug and play adaptable uh, Jordan Davis replacement in this 2021 recruiting cycle. Um, I would choose him on defense and for offense uh, for this very offensive minded class. I would probably be torn between either uh, Kojo Antwi or Evan Stewart at wide receiver. I think folks, uh, no matter how many five stars pile up, like those seven, six, seven, or eight we were discussing in our open block of our show, for me, I think I think the ultimate arbiter for how Georgia's for what for how good Georgia's recruiting class will be in 2022, I think it's pretty simple. I think it's what Georgia does at the wide receiver position. Uh, do they get an Antwi? Do they get a Stewart? Do they get an Island Morissette? Um, do they get some dudes out there on the edge that can make that offense really scary and really, really, really lethal? Um, that's what I see uh, for this 2022 recruiting cycle. Um, it's a very good question, though. If I had a couple other guys on each side of the ball, I would add uh, – hmm, I would add uh, – I would add the uh, running back – Branson Robinson as another guy on offense, and I would probably go. Uh, I would probably go uh, Mikael Williams as the other defensive uh, line, defensive end guy on the uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I do like that question though a lot. Uh, I, uh, Robert Brinson, I do. Uh, I, I would say that you know, the answer to your question is definitely a, a yes for that. Um, Jeremy Barbary. Uh, it appears this class is going to be defense heavy. Seems like Georgia needs playmakers on offense right now. Uh, you still, you got, you got, you got, I think eight to four offense defense. I think the offensive fireworks will come for this class in the month of June and definitely in the month of July. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, Jeremy, I agree with you. They need dynamic. They need electric difference makers on offense. Uh, Woody trip 100. Let's all say congratulations to Woody. Uh, uh, he said his son just committed to the UG, to UGA and will be attending the honors program in the fall. Uh, Woody was he had, had he been a silent commitment for some time? Would you say this is a soft verbal commitment? Would you say this is a hard verbal? Um, let us know um, how big of an upset perhaps that was in your household for Georgia to land uh, your tuition money uh, and your future uh, parking services tickets and fines to be paid later. If you guys have ever been on uh, the campus at Georgia, you know what I mean by parking services, to say the least. Um, let me see what Facebook. Uh, let me get on Facebook right now. Got a couple more minutes for on my timer for questions. Um, as I wait for them to pull up. I think that's good. The way things stand right now, though, I think it's good that uh, Bayer is the highest rated uh, commitment in this class. Travis S. McCullough, man, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, Phil Rogers, I have a very high opinion of Carson Beck. Let me give you a quick Carson Beck take right, take right here. Uh, I think I think I think JT Daniels, obviously, he's getting a lot of gushing. Uh, he's getting a lot of uh, love and rightfully so for his brainiac ability, his deep ball ability, the way he, uh, he kind of looks at the looks at Georgia's offensive system like a uh, like Russell Crowe from A Beautiful Mind. Uh, for me, I think this looks like a, a highly evolved offense that kind of looked like maybe what Georgia had a little bit with Jake Fromm maybe more an advanced uh, graduate level course of the Jake Fromm offense. This is just me here. And this is my opinion, but I was watching the game at Sanford stadium with some several, some other astute observers. And they basically, I, I basically kicked the point around where I was like, I said, is it just me or does George's offense just seem to have a little bit more juice, whether it's electricity, whether the routes look different, whether it's the ability of the quarterback to move, I just think there's a lot more excitement. I think there's a lot more potential. I think it looks a lot more like modern college football when uh, you got a Carson back in there who can make a lot of the throws. Probably has a, a little bit too, too much RPMs on his ball. I think he overthrew five guys 
on Saturday, but uh, I like the way he stepped up in the pocket. He moved around. He made some very quick decisions. And, uh, you know, maybe you would have given him a couple more of those first team wide receivers. I think he would have done a very good job. In short, I think Carson Beck is going a long way to co- towards um, towards starting to lock down or starting to show he could be the guy uh, for Georgia in that backup position in 2021. Now, I don't think – here's what I think needs to happen. If, if, if for some reason you have to go to the number two quarterback against Clemson, I don't know if I would say, especially at this point, whether that might not be Stetson Bennett uh, rather than Carson Beck. But here's where I think the growth would happen really quick. If Georgia gets by Clemson, JT Daniels is healthy. Um, they've got the UAB game after that. Uh, they've got a couple more games early in the schedule where I think Carson Beck can get some third quarter and fourth quarter reps, start getting his feet wet, starting getting his experience in SEC football. And I think that's a way where Carson Beck slowly can become the entrenched number two backup guy for the University of Georgia early in the month of September. And everything I said there regarding uh, – Carson Beck, I kind of feel that same way about Brock Vandegrift. Brock Vandegrift can move. He can get out on the edge. Everybody can see that. Uh, he throws a very good ball. Um, he's got as much innate ability uh, as anyone in the class. I wouldn't say that he has more innate ability at this time just yet than Carson Beck because Carson Beck does have the, the size. He does have the, uh, the football IQ as well. Uh, he also has a big arm, and he also move around a little bit. Now, he can't move around quite – to the extent that uh, Brock Vandegrift does. But I do think that one year and all that scrimmage, um, all those scrimmages that Carson Beck had last year uh, playing for Georgia going through the going through the summer and the early fall camp, I think those things are going to help really help slow the game down for Carson Beck a lot faster. Uh, the bottom line I'm going to say there is I don't think Georgia's quarterback room has ever looked better than it does right now when you consider the present of JT Daniels, the future of um, – the future of Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift, and then the far future about having Gunnar Stockton on the way as well. Georgia's never had that type of quarterback uh, succession plan in place. And uh, as Tyler Booker would say often, uh, he thinks Georgia has figured it out in terms of how they play next level football and how they play December football. And that's because they get the elite quarterbacks in the class. Um, and then they, they, then they have the defense to go along with it because Booker even said in his own very words that he thought that he thought Georgia is always going to have a national championship caliber defense. The secret sauce for Georgia is simply going to be the uh, uh, what they have at the quarterback position and how effective they can be on offense. It's funny sometimes as I as I sit there and I, I, I break down everything live here on my show on this show and then I kind of look down to my phone for questions. Sometimes I'm in the middle of speaking and I'm like, Okay, I'm going to try and stifle a sneeze here. That's just part of what you do when you're, you've got live TV and a live broadcast. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. And then you kind of see how well you do or do not do there when you've got this look on your face. Like it looks like there's a, there's a, there's a gnat flying up your nose as you're trying to make a point. Um, Brett Hunter says uh, Branson is a must get. Uh, Travis S. McCullough echoes that. Wade Josie, thanks for watching. Uh, Richard Sheffield, I believe there will be portal players going in both directions for Georgia in the spring. Uh, Joel Moody, hope you're doing well. Been busy the last couple of weeks, man. I hope the uh, that bride of yours is back to letting you watch them before the hedges on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Jerry Popham, like somebody getting a lot of Darnell Big O love tonight here on Before the Hedges. Uh, he feels as before Darnell Washington is a horse that needs to be ridden early and often. Um, wow, does that guy look great in the uh, football unis of the G? Uh, Moose Thames uh, believes that Kendall Milton can be the starting tailback by the fourth game. I think really for Kendall, I think the progression point is just to jump, uh, jump right out there with Zamir in the rotation as 1A and 1B. Moose, Moose Thames is funny. Funny how we've arrived at this point. Moose Thames says Georgia has too many quarterbacks. Um, Brian Taylor makes a good point here. Uh, he makes a point about after watching the spring game, Georgia has the answer, the answer is at quarterback. 
But what about defensive back with the staff that Georgia has coaching? They should be rolling after the spring because the elusive starting quarterback question has been answered. I like that take. I like that take, Brian. I think for me, I don't know if the cornerback question will ever be solved, um, especially not early against Clemson. I think what's going to go a long way is the pass rush to make that back end look a lot better. I think Georgia's in great shape with Lewis Seen and Chris Smith back there at safety. It's just kind of figuring out who the number one, number two, number three, and number four corners are. Uh, you didn't see Nyland Green get any action uh, during G-Day. Uh, so really, I think that race for the top two cornerbacks in the, on the team right now is going to be Amir Speed, Keely Ringo, and obviously Jalen Kimber. I personally think Jalen Kimber looks like the number one cornerback on the roster right now. Um, I also think that uh, Kamari Lassiter coming in is going to guy that's going to challenge for a little bit of playing time as well should he get his feet wet. All right, guys, we gave you guys a lot of a uh, lot of uh, early questions, answers um, in the opening block of our show. <clears throat> um, uh, Mike Jones wants to know how do I how do I view George's chances with Branson Robinson? Uh, Mike feels that, that Branson is definitely the best back in the class. Uh, he's a, he labels him as a must get. I agree that he's a must get. I think Georgia has a very strong shot there with Branson Robinson. I felt that way for quite some time. And uh, watch out for Clemson, though. Clemson's going to be a, maybe one of the bigger hurdles Georgia has to clear if they do want to end up signing Branson Robinson. Um, What did everybody think about uh, one other thing? I, I want to make sure you guys get this point. I, I kind of tweeted it out from time to time, but look how quickly things happen in spring football practice. If you guys would notice, um, Amarius Mims became the left tackle. Broderick Jones is the right tackle. Uh, most thought that Amarius would start out at right. And Broderick would get left. Uh, man, the sooner the sooner Georgia finds out who his best five, six, and seven offensive linemen are, I think that I'm not really going to call the offensive line um, room and who starts where and who starts when a really big worry because I think that's all going to get suited out in time, especially by the time that a, a team is imposing as Georgia looks right now would be readying to play in the SEC championship game. Uh, something to think about, something to put on everybody's uh, long-range future plans right there. Speaking of plans, you got grocery plans, you got click list plans. I know where you need to go. You know where you need to go. You hear this every week on um, Before the Hedges. I'm talking about Kroger. I'm talking about everything they have to offer. Um, just in case you didn't know, here's a reminder. Here's a special message from the fine folks at Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. But first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. It's funny, guys, as I watch that Kroger uh, special along with everybody else, I see a lot of big, wide smiles. I see that last graphic of everybody loading the trunk, and that's what I think Georgia's going to do in the 2022 class. I think they're going to load up with defensive line and front seven prospects, uh, especially on the defensive front. And uh, I think everybody's going to be smiling when this final 2022 class comes together. I'm going to say this right now. I think the minimum this will be the second or third best recruiting class that uh, Georgia has had under Kirby Smart. Uh, Hugh Nash had a question about um, who do I think is going to be Georgia's best committed, committed recruiter besides Gunner. I think that's Big Bear Alexander. I think he's a galvanizing force right now in this class, and I think he's a guy that's really going to um, be able to move the dial for a lot of guys. I would name one or two other guys that are currently not committed um, in the class that I think if they were going to jump in, and decide to be a part of, part of the class, I think they would be right up there with uh, with Bear as well. Uh, I like Jalen Walker. Hope you guys got to see that story I wrote this week about Jalen Walker and Malachi Starks, how they kind of, kind of compared notes a little bit before 
Uh, each of those guys made their commitment in March and how they finally got to meet each other for the first time uh, at G-Day on Saturday. I really think that's a strong budding relationship uh, that should should bode very well for the future of the Georgia football defense, to say the least. Um, uh, Brian Taylor, the Kroger pickup is pretty sweet. And guys, I got to say this. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Addison Nichols story we wrote recently, but um, Addison Nichols, a guy we're writing about, a guy we're covering, is an employee at Kroger. Uh, I never thought we'd get to the point where we'd say this. Uh, speaking about getting old and never getting the point, I started studying a prospect uh, last week. Uh, I'd heard a lot about him. I'd heard a lot about his 4.46 times. He's about 6'1". Uh, he's about 175 pounds. He had moved from Burke County High School, where his dad played, uh, to Grovetown High School. That's in the Augusta metro area. Both of those schools are kind of in Waynesboro and then Grovetown. That's kind of in the Augusta metro area, if there's such a thing. And um, that name, the name of that prospect is going to shock you guys. The name of that prospect is Marcus Washington Jr. Do you guys remember Marcus Washington, uh, the linebacker out of Burke County who played for Georgia? Uh, way back when, about, you know, 20 years or so ago, uh, we've reached the point, and man, I covered Marcus when I was in Augusta and when I was writing about uh, Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting, and also um, the best high school prospects and players in that area. Marcus Washington is now, uh, has a son. I think he, Marcus Washington Jr. is in the 2023 class, I want to say. Might be the 2024 class, but uh, man, that, Time, time, time just keeps on spinning going forward into the future. If you guys remember what um, – you guys remember about Marcus Washington at uh, – Marcus Washington at uh, – when he played for the Dogs, you guys will uh, – you guys will know what I'm thinking right there. All right. Um, we went over the rankings changes. If you guys are just joining us, Georgia has a new highest-rated five-star in the class. That becomes Big Bear Alexander. Um, Speaking of the class, let's roll out our top targets um, for the um, – this week we're going to call it version 4.3. Uh, came pretty close to changing up a few names at the top. I only changed up a couple of names at the top, though. Um, but this is the point where things are starting to get very interesting. Top targets, we're going to go with number 13, Denyland Morissette. Denyland's going to go down a little bit right here. Uh, but um, Denyland Morissette is number 13. Overall, in the cycle, we've got a new guy at number 12. That's five-star strong side defensive end Shamar Stewart out of Opelika, Florida. He's moved from that names-to-know list into number 12 on the top targets list. I really think the team to watch right there for Shamar Stewart, the two teams that have been there for me to watch for Shamar Stewart, kind of always been LSU and Georgia. Be very interested to see if Shamar makes a visit to Georgia. Um, in the month of June. I don't think he will take an official visit in the month of June from what I'm hearing. I think he's going to wait and take that during the season, especially a guy like Shamar. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sweat that at all because Shamar Stewart is a guy that's going to um, take it all the way to the traditional signing day in February. And for those guys, guys that are not enrolling early, guys that um, are still going to take things to February of 2022, you actually don't want to see them taking their official visits in the month of June. Uh, number 11 is the four-star cornerback, Traquan Figgins, out of Oxford in Oxford, Alabama. Uh, Traquan's got a new head coach there at Oxford as well. Uh, as he's, he's seen his coach. He's seen a, a new coach or two already in his time there at Oxford. Name that moves up, Tyler Booker out of IMG Academy. IMG Academy just started their spring practice uh, this week uh, at Bradenton, Florida. So many guys there. Uh, another name that moves up is another five-star, uh, Jeremiah Alexander out of Thompson in Alabaster, Alabama. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Alexander's a guy that's going to take a while. He's going to wait until after his senior season to make his decision. He was at Alabama this weekend for eight days. So was Mikel Williams. Uh, so was a couple of other big prospects from the state of Alabama for eight days as well. Uh, Clemson, uh, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. Those feel like the schools to watch there for um, – Jeremiah Alexander, he could be a defensive end or a linebacker. Number eight is Oscar Delp. Uh, Delp is the nation's number one tight end. Uh, he's going to take a busy stretch of visits in the month of June, to say the least. Try to figure it out after he gets those visits in. I could even see Oscar waiting 
Uh, even no matter how well he feels and how good he feels about um, all these schools and maybe a certain fit in the month of June, I still remember Oscar telling me he'd like to see some ball games as well in the fall before he makes his decision. So for that one, I think it's just a matter of the tug he might feel in June compared to having wanting to wait until uh, a little bit later to see some ball games before he makes his commitment decision. Uh, moving on up, we have a number seven safety. Uh, he's not number seven in the nation at number seven safety, uh, but he's the five-star safety Kamari Wilson out of IMG Academy. He's rated as the nation's number one safety. Uh, lots of juice there with Georgia and Kamari Wilson. That's been the case uh, for about uh, four or five months now, at least three or four months now. Uh, if you guys hear some shuffling going on in the background, that's just the family Sintel moving in and out of the home as they try to uh, get back from uh, volleyball and they try to get back from uh, speed and agility. Uh, busy Wednesday, busy Wednesday night in the Sintel household, as I'm sure it's the same for each and everybody out there as well. Number six, another name that's moving up, five-star defensive tackle Travis Shaw out of Grimsley, North Carolina. Wait and see if Travis Shaw makes that uh, official visit trip to, to Georgia um, with uh, Jalen Walker on the third week of June and all those IMG guys. That will be very interesting. Number five, Kojo Antwi. Really for Kojo Antwi, it is long felt like Texas A&M, uh, Georgia, and Ohio State there. Uh, Kojo is going to take his official visit to Georgia first week in uh, June, of course. Uh, now moving up quite a lot. I think this is four or five slots this week. Let me know how you guys feel about that. Uh, this is Evan Stewart out of Liberty High School in Frisco, Texas. Evan Stewart is one of those explosive. I'm talking about uh, the guy basically has nitroglycerin in his hands when he sweats uh, and he catches the football. That's how explosive he is when he makes a play. Uh, Evan Stewart out of Frisco, Texas. He's the guy with a million and a half TikTok followers. That's more TikTok followers in the Georgia social media account on Twitter. Um, explosive, dynamic, athletic. Another guy that's kind of cut out of that Arian Smith mold. That's what I think Georgia needs. Number three on this list now, this is his highest ranking we've had him at so far this cycle. That's Walter Nolan out of St. Benedict at Auburndale, Cordova, Tennessee, moving up to the number three slot. And folks, we're at number two. Number two is Branson Robinson. I want to call for this picture right now. Uh, Branson Robinson, 220 pounds. Look at this picture right here. Look at this guy. This is basically, I think he was competing. Uh, he was a state champion power lifter out of Mississippi recently. He set all-time records for the 220-pound weight class. Look at that right there, folks. I'm going to give each and every one of you guys a moment of silence to just sit there and take a look at 720 pounds of a deadlift right there. Folks, that is a running back. Let's play some quick word association improv here when you look at that picture of Branson Robinson. I want you to tell me what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you see that picture of Branson Robinson. While we're doing that, number one on the list, still holding on there. He was at Alabama this past weekend is Mikel Williams out of Hardaway High in Columbus, Georgia. Um, Mikel's a guy that I can see him at DN, D tackle, so versatile, uh, six foot five, about 265, 270 pounds, uh, versatile, athletic, modern defensive line, modern defensive interior defensive lineman, or an edge type guy right there. Um, very impressive prospect for the 2022 class. Let's roll through some other names. Lockdown Allen. Lockdown has set all of his official visits now, except he's got one left. He's got officials to Tennessee, Miami, Louisville, and Penn State. Hasn't set that official visit to Georgia yet. Georgia's in his top six. Also worth noting that Jordan no longer has Georgia as his pinned tweet on his Twitter account. Catron Fatman Allen, another brilliant running back for IMG Academy. Uh, Three-star cornerback Marcus Allen. Guys, I'm going to say this about Marcus Allen, and I think this will convey just how much, how, how much I feel uh, about the ability of Marcus Allen. I think if Marcus Allen was at Georgia right now, I think he'd be one of the top four, top four cornerbacks on the roster right now. He's fast. He's faster than most may think. He's long. He's smart. He'll hit you. He's aggressive. Um, I think Marcus Allen uh, – would be a great addition to the Georgia class uh, in time if he was to be able 
if Georgia was able to get his signature on a letter of intent. Um, not as highly rated as others, guys, but I'm going to tell you, I think Marcus Allen would be one of the four or five best best cornerback options for Georgia if he was in Athens right now. That's how high I am on his, his skill set right there. Emory Floyd, a lot of people look at him as a safety. I think he's beginning to show people that he can actually be a cornerback. He's got 4-3 speed. He can move a little bit. He's got those loose hips where he can turn. He can run with guys. He's got the good eye discipline at the line of scrimmage. He's able to mirror guys and stay in phase with a lot of guys coming off the line. Um, I know he's rated as a safety, and he's currently trending pretty heavy to Auburn, but uh, Emory Floyd is a name that um, I think is going to play some good football in the SEC given time. Uh, Andre Reed is another receiver out of Richmond, Virginia. John Keese, J.Q. Hardaway, very big athletic uh, defensive back. Um, Alex McPherson, we shared on the show a couple weeks ago that uh, his older brother was the uh, kicker at Florida. He's out of Fort Payne, Alabama. Georgia recently offered him a scholarship. There you see Mr. Nichols right there. Uh, Keith Miles out of New Jersey, another defensive line option for Georgia. One name that I think probably needs to be on this list that I didn't have a chance to put it on there in time is Jihad Campbell out of IMG Academy. You saw him go up from um, now all the way up to, I think, the number 97 prospect in the country. I think his rankings have skied about 100 slots in the last month or so. Um, Christian Miller. Uh, Christian Miller, as we said uh, last week on our uh, in our G-Day visitors list, Christian Miller now feels like he's going to give Georgia an official visit that first weekend in June as well. Uh, Sean Murphy is another highly regarded linebacker. I think he's the nation's number one inside linebacker. I think I still need to see Sean Murphy take a visit to Georgia and check out Georgia before we would move him any closer on that top targets list. Jake Pope, uh, Quayshawn Sapp. Uh, you know those names very well. They've been on this list for a lot of time. A new name on the list right now, he just moved, basically moved Georgia into his uh, top top four official visits. He's got four of his official visits um, scheduled right now. Alabama was kind of seen as the leader for a long time for you know White uh, out of Imhotep Charter Academy in Philadelphia. But Georgia has picked up some ground here, especially with the commitment from the transfer portal of uh, Tyke Smith. Uh, Tyke Smith basically is at MOTEP Charter every day right now, working with the team, hanging out with the team, uh, and Anai White. Uh, those two guys are very much like-minded. And uh, Tyke Smith, he's not even on campus yet, but he's already trying to bring uh, another great player to the University of Georgia. And a lot of folks don't really know about the skill set there of Anai White. He's six foot five. He's about 225 pounds. He's a basketball player. I think he's an ideal jack in Georgia's uh, odd front. Um, number seven overall prospect in the country for, for, uh, 24, seven sports. Uh, Mr. White is also the number 40 overall recruit on the composite, um, timelines for 2022 targets. There's still John Keese, JQ Hardaway, June 20th, Kojo Antwi, July the 5th. Uh, let's look at the recruiting breakdown. Number one nationally. Let's take a second to remember that Georgia is number one nationally right now in the 24, seven sports composite. Two guys on offense, nine guys on defense, one special teams recruit, eight in-state, four out-of-state. Georgia now has three five-star commitments, again, led by Big Bear Alexander, five top 50 commits, seven in the top 100, and eight in the top 150. Ten of those guys are in the SEC footprint. Two of those guys are beyond the SEC footprint. Um, everybody knows who two, those two guys are. Um, the first of those is uh, Australian um, – Australian um, kicker Brett Thorson, and then the other one would be Jalen Walker out of uh, Salisbury, uh, North Carolina. Um, very sharp, very good-looking class. I think we're going to get closer and closer to June. I think I'm going to start putting up a list on our show. Uh, maybe we'll do that in, in May, mid-May. Um, we're going to have a listing of all the official visits, and there are a plenty of them, all the official visits to come um, in the class of 2022 in the month of June to the University of Georgia. Um, let me see here. Online chatter time. I want to make sure you guys get a chance to see all of the things that caught my eyes over the last week. Look at this edit here from Kamari Wilson. A lot of people saw this again. Uh, this is a couple of times where people have seen something on, on social media for Kamari Wilson, and they wonder if that was a commitment or that precluded a commitment. Um, nothing has happened um, there as of yet publicly. Um, 
let's see. Uh, you saw the picture of Branson Robinson earlier, but I want to take you to this tweet from the powerlifting team at Germantown. Hi, that's in um, Mississippi. Uh, look at this, guys. Uh, he was named the 6A weight class state powerlifting champion. He set the following records. Look at this. 370-pound bench, 720-pound deadlift, uh, the all-time 220-pound deadlift, deadlift record of 720 pounds. He owns it. And the all-time cumulative weight um, cumulative weight total for anybody in the 220-pound class in Mississippi. They have a powerlifting state championship in Mississippi. Um, Branson Robinson. I mean, man, he's moving – Moving more plates around than than the than the five points Waffle House on a game day weekend in Athens, uh, especially in the evening. You talk about moving plates around Germantown powerlifting, Branson Robinson. That is a heck of a feat for him. Reminder, folks, that guy is a running back, a running back. Um, let's take a look at a few more tweets. Let's call up the one from Anai White. You see the. Uh, and I white young Benji on Twitter uh, and I white has his four official visits set. Uh, it's the first one of those is to Florida. Florida is really going to shoot its shot with all of its high priority tier targets on the first weekend of June. They're really going to try and pull out all stops. Georgia has an I white on the second week of June. Uh, then he's got Alabama on the 18th and then Ohio state on the 25th, the 27th. Folks, you do not have to be a rocket scientist. You do not have to have slept in your favorite hotel chain uh, last night to realize that the decision for Nye White is mm -hmm. likely going to come out of one of those four schools. Those are four very strong schools. I think he's going to entertain interest and maybe take an unofficial visit to Clemson as well. Very interesting to see what Nye White does there. He's a name to know uh, in the 2022 uh, recruiting cycle. He showed up on our uh, names to know list this week as well. Uh, intriguing offer here. I want to pull this one up. Uh, first of all, you got to love this guy's name. He belongs on the all name team, Nichols Harbor. Uh, it's funny. You've been taking pictures along enough now. And sometimes in these offer uh, tweets for these players, you see, that's my picture. I took that picture at the Auburn game. Uh, I took a similar picture to that at the, at the Georgia tech game. I believe, I think that's the Georgia tech game from 2019. Um, I took that picture, but uh, Nichols Harbor is uh, um, announcing his offer to Georgia. Guys, this is six foot five receiver. He's running a 10.38 in the 100 meters. Uh, very fast young man out of uh, the D.C., Maryland area. Uh, Nichols Harbor, very cool uh, offer, very intriguing offer uh, for what Georgia is doing right there in the uh, 2022. Uh, he's actually a 2023 prospect. Uh, loaded class of guys in 2023. Uh, let's take a look here. Um, Bear Alexander sent out a tweet today. Big Bear um, thanking the world, the recruiting world and the services for him getting his fifth star. I wanted you to see this one from Lashika Walker. Uh, I think it's very, uh, very humorous. Down home, down home, really good salt of the earth, folks. Look at her right there with this, her gift game right there. This is, this is what Lashika said. She says, we felt the love today walking around Athens. Hey, Mrs. Walker, welcome to the family. She had to do a double take. Hey, y'all, UGA already. She loves UGA already. She got emojis all the way through that thing. That is what you want an All-American linebacker's mother to feel like uh, while she's walking around campus on a game day for the first time. Uh, you guys, whoever did that, you did an outstanding job representing your school and making sure that that family felt very much loved and very appreciated on uh, on a G day of all things. Um, last but not least, we got to celebrate this. And uh, I don't know if I want to say finally, or I want to say ding dong, the witch is dead, or I don't know if I want to dance the jig or whatever, um, do the Dougie, but it was, I wanted to make sure that you guys saw it. We're going to celebrate this because we've been waiting for so stinking long for this to come back. Inside the NCA, look at this tweet right here. Division one to return to recruiting activities on June the 1st. June the 1st, all sports will return to their normal recruiting calendars. We want to thank all prospective student athletes, yada, yada, yada. Um, back to normal. Uh, what you're seeing right now is you're going to see um, there, will be, there will be visits in both the month of June and the month of July. 
be a chance for uh, limited camps, limited hosting abilities. Um, lots, of lots of schools right now are planning seven-on-seven team camp visits to Georgia and other schools. Be interesting to see if that still pops off. But regular recruiting back on June the 1st. I don't know about you guys, uh, but that certainly makes me smile. Let me see. Let's take a few more minutes to go through some things right now. I'm going to go back to Facebook. I'm going to go back to uh, Richard Sheffield. Everybody's asking about Gilbert. Uh, I'm going to just say this. I think uh, I just think there are things that, that Gilbert needs to get sorted out over the next few months. I will say that, man, whew, had a chance to see him work out lately. And uh, Eric Gilbert, um, let me tell you this. A very trusted source who's seen Eric Gilbert for a long time uh, felt that Gilbert would, would be the type of player um, that if he was uh, if he was around in this year's NFL draft, that he probably would be the maybe the second or third uh, tight end taken in this year's draft. That's how impressive he looks. Funny, though, the way I, I would feel the way he would fit in at certain schools, um, even even in a place like Georgia, I think Eric Gilbert. Um, would probably be a natural option to consider at wide receiver as well. I think he's just that good at running routes, creating separation uh, in and out of his breaks and going up and getting the ball. Um, I think Eric Gilbert could be an all-SEC wide receiver just as much as he could be a, a high draft pick in the NFL as well as a tight end. Um, very skilled, very blessed, very talented young man there. there. Randy Hall has a question. Does Georgia take Kamari Wilson or Keon Sab from IMG? You know what, uh, Randy, I think Georgia would find a way to try to try and take both if both of those guys want to come uh, and play for the University of Georgia. Uh, Hugh Nash and Brian Taylor, they both remember the Burke County Bears. Um, Randy Hall, I agree with you, man. Uh, I agree with you, man. Um, Anderson Hall is a Harry Weiler type clone. All right, Facebook, let me see what's going on on. Couple thoughts. Uh, Vandergriff uh, brings up that uh, uh, Elite GB, the jacked up running back's name again is Branson Robinson. Coach Egg feels that Vandergriff has the best arm of the of the four quarterbacks. Different variant, different variances of the way I would judge an arm. It's for me. I think a lot of it has to do with catchability of the ball, the ability to drop it in over tight windows and uh, among the over the first and second levels of the defense, as well as being able to hit guys on pattern. Um, throwing an accurate ball, throwing a ball where you can stretch the field. Um, it's, there's a lot of things to do. It's the intermediate route. Dennis Wilson, hope you're doing well, man. Your opinions are always welcome. There's really, you know, Dennis, I, I, I love engaging in a fair debate, but there's really no way to other say it. Uh, the only thing that compares is when Jacob Eason was on campus at Georgia, Jake Fromm was the understudy. Uh, Bryce, Bryce Ramsey was a backup, and then Justin Fields was in the pipeline on the way. Um, now you look at it now, and Georgia has a, a JT Daniels, who's better than anybody that was in that quarterback room before. Um, you have uh, Carson Beck. Very talented uh, football player, I believe, will play NFL football. Uh, you have Brock Vandegrift, another guy that's just as good and has all the upside in the world and all the potential to be a first or second round draft pick in the NFL, too. Um, good escapability, good ability to throw on the move and improvise as well. 
Uh, I think he's just really trying to work in school playbook right now. And then you've got Gunnar Stockton on the way. I don't know how any school in the country could have a better quarterback situation there uh, than the University of Georgia. And I'm not trying to say anybody's a first-round pick or a number one overall pick, mind you. I'm not trying to say anybody's the Heisman. Uh, I just say that collection of talent right there, you're going to get great quarterback play over the next three or four years um, out of all those guys there. Uh, go dogs, how are you? Um, Woody Tripp. I want to make sure we come back to Woody Tripp because uh, I think community and celebrating uh, all of us is what it's all about. Uh, Woody, uh, let me see if I can find it. Woody, I'm kind of going up and down the chat. Third generation to attend Georgia. Uh, their oldest son was accepted to UGA and Tech, and he chose Tech. Uh, Woody, have you, are you writing the oldest son a small, smaller chunk out of the will? Um, Elite GB, the name of that running back is Branson Robinson. I see Jeremy, Jeremy Barberese helping you out as well. Uh, Cody Ledoux uh, sharing uh, some names. You know, Cody, uh, man, love, love the feedback and love you uh, trying, to, trying to just add to the discussion and go through everything. But there's probably a reason why Anai White's not on the top, top targets list. All right, guys. It's been another Wednesday night. I've actually got a uh, big interview. Uh, I've got I've got scheduled for right about this time. It's funny how you got to squeeze some some things in here to always try to bring you guys great content. Hope you guys got a chance to see the Raymond Cottrell story earlier today on DogNation.com. For me, that was a big one because number one, it was it was, to me it seemed like the narrative is changing right now. That was an elite wide receiver, number seventy overall prospect in the twenty twenty three class. Georgia is his outright leader. He's seen Florida State, LSU recently. But he is saying he likes the way Georgia throws the ball around. He likes the way Georgia develops its, its assets in the passing game. He likes that relationship with Cortez Hankton. And he thinks Georgia is close. Uh, it's close. It's always probably perennially, perennially been close. But I think Georgia is right there among the three or four teams in college football that have the right to say they have a chance at, at, at claiming a national title every year, especially the way this roster has been stacked over the last three or four years. Um, you look at Georgia's offensive line, I think that's the prime example, along with the defensive line. Uh, Cole Kublik, ESPN sideline reporter, SEC Network sideline reporter, feels that Georgia has, without much debate, the best defensive line in college football. And then if you look at Georgia's offensive line, it's somewhere staggered to the point where a pair of five-star prospects are probably the third or fourth options at tackle. Uh, you've got a, a five, former five-star like Clay Webb um, now working as the second team left guard. Uh, he's been in the program for a couple of years. Uh, you got guys like the number one center in the country, Cedric Von Pond Granger, second team right now center, but coming up fast. I think really folks, I think really folks, the thing with Cedric is you just got to watch on technique, a little bit more execution on his technique. I think he has the intelligence. I think he knows what to do. I think he's physical. I think he can move. I think he's a great, charismatic, and intelligent leader. I just think he just needs to uh, polish off a little bit more technique work, and he'll be just fine in Georgia's offensive line. The interior of Georgia's offensive line will be just fine. Really like what you're going to see from the growth of Tate Ratledge over the next uh, six to eight months. Um, you got Jamari Salyer, who can be a left guard or a left tackle. Warren McClendon, I think he's one of the most underrated assets of the Georgia football program. He was a redshirt freshman All-American last year. Um, lots of pieces. Uh, lots of pieces for Georgia going forward. There's also guys like Devin Willick and Austin Blasky, Xavier Trust. Let's not forget um, Broderick Jones and guys like uh, Jalen Wilson and also Dylan Fairchild on the way as well. Uh, lot that, that's a lot to like I think I've said it in a couple of places over the last four or five days I think Georgia's backup offensive line might be the seventh the sixth or seventh best offensive line in the SEC I think a lot of schools in the SEC would take Georgia's twos right now and feel pretty sporty and salty about their offensive line if they would have had those guys in their program 
Um, guys, tomorrow you got Brandon Adams at 10 a.m. Uh, we're going to have a cover for written edition with all the viewpoints of Mike and Connor, myself and Brandon, uh, coming up on the page on Thursday as well. Hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Hope you guys like the fact that you can celebrate Georgia still has the number one recruiting class in the country. And Big Bear Alexander uh, is now the highest rated uh, commitment in the Georgia's 2022 class. That's after their recent rankings updates and the algorithms by 24-7 sports. Uh, for everyone here at DogNation.com, I'm Jeff Sintel, and I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank you guys for shopping Kroger, and I want to thank Kroger's support of another edition of Before the Hedges here on Dog Nation. We'll see everybody later. You have a great week. You have a blessed weekend. Um, everybody out there, try to be a help to somebody. I think that's the best thing that we can do in this life is try to Try to be a help to somebody uh, along life's way. You guys take care. We'll see you guys real soon again on the. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.